0: 161st yes, From, uh, All right.
1: right. Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 201. Today you got Damon, Murph and Chandler. Luke is not here, thank God, so we're going to have an amazing episode without him, and I'm going to prove I'm a better host than him, so if you're listening, Luke, uh, it's going to be a great episode without you. Um, Very excited. Yeah, you crushed that, honestly. <sighs> I know, I know.
2: I do Hopefully I he never comes back from Vermont. I'll do what I can. I'm Vermont's like a prison in itself anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, some what, would say uh, he got what was coming to him.
1: I mean, I was also in prison for a while, uh, not actual prison, but Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was. We We had a... Rough couple of days as a group yeah, trying to get together. Yeah,
0: Luke, Luke, a Luke, was, week for the Luke
1: was in Vermont. I was stuck in Arizona. My flight got canceled. I was there for two days longer than I wanted to be there. Um, but we're back in New York, and they've been happy to be back in New York. Um, and the Yankees won.
2: Damon, you're the only person in the world I've ever heard say they hate Arizona. I just
1: did. I do. I don't know what it was. It's a city boy. I, I don't think it was that. It was just like Phoenix was just it was just so dead. Like everything was just dead. Like the, it's a desert. The surrounding area was dead. The plants are dead.
2: It's hot. I mean, they're cactuses, cacti, excuse me.
1: Yeah. And then just, it felt like no one was there. Everything closes at nine o'clock. It's ridiculous.
2: How's the Diamondbacks game. We'll actually switch pivot to baseball. There you go. Diamondbacks
1: game was awesome. Um, You cannot, it makes me appreciate the energy and stadium though, because they like had a go ahead, double and everyone's like, Oh, cool. Like there was like no energy when that happened. It was the weirdest thing to be at a baseball game and have that lack of intensity when your team ties it up or goes I mean, ahead in a double.
2: They're also fucking terrible, so that's fair. They're actually not that bad. It, I, they're
0: really not that bad. They're just in a hard division.
2: They are in the best division in baseball. I mean, AL East probably should be on paper, but the Orioles are currently ahead of the Red Sox. So like, you know, do with that what you may.
1: I mean, it was really weird too because they were playing the Cubs and there was so many Cubs fans there. And I literally went around, like, probably 70% Cubs fans, 30% Diamondbacks fans. And it was a pretty packed, pretty packed stadium. And I legit went around. I was like, to to Cubs fans, I was like, why are you here? Why are there so many Cubs fans? And they're just like, you know, um, the AAA team is here. And I was like, that's. I actually knew that. I don't know why I knew that, but But I didn't know that. That's such a weird, like you don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know better, like a good analogy or comparison to that. But no, that makes sense to me.
2: It's like, yeah, the Yankees play uh, spring training in Tampa. That's why I go to all the Rays games. Yankees are a
1: tough example though, because there's fans everywhere. No,
2: I know, but I'm just trying to loosely tie it in. I guess that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but
1: whatever. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about the Yankees. Um, Yankees again. Besides today, we you know, this episode's coming out on um Friday. We're recording it on Thursday the nineteenth nineteenth when the Yankees just got walked off against the Orioles. They lost nine to six.
2: Were any of us really expecting to win that game? Like honestly, once the no. Orioles took the lead, I mean, I know we tied it in the ninth or whatever, but I still whenever we tied it and didn't push the winning run across, I mean granted I was working I normally would tune in for that, but I was like, eh, Yeah, I just don't even feel great about it. Like I kind of had it on the background, but I wasn't locked in anymore because I saw Licky warming up, and this like Licky and Chapman were the two in the bullpen. I was like, and against the heart of their orders, like I mean, let's let's be honest here, we're probably not going to win this game. And like to Murph's point earlier in the season, it's not like last year where if we lost a game to the Orioles at this point, where I've been like, what the fuck, the sky's falling. We lost that game, and I was like, you know what, whatever, who cares? We lose games, not often, but we do. So.
0: We went six and eight after playing on eight straight road games without a day off. Totally fine with that. Yeah. Any, and any, again, any
1: like, like we've been saying before, you know, like last year, this team does not beat the Orioles this much. And, you know, you can say all you want about the, the a Yankees kind of like pushing through the bad teams and like, Oh, you guys are only beating bad teams. You know, you shouldn't be like, you know, the top of rank or whatever that may be. But Listen, we're twenty-two and four. Yeah. Since first starting. of all, first six of all, six. fuck you if you think that. Second of all, we're winning games that we should. That we, you know, last year we were not doing that, and that's a huge improvement. And you know, I don't care. A win's a win, and it's a divisional win, and whatever it is, I'm I'm happy. Um, Poor Ze- Sevy looks fantastic. He
2: did. Oh Well. Also, one thing I want to add to you, real quick. People say we're beating shitty teams whatever. We're doing what we're supposed to there. Exactly. But yeah. we also, I mean, albeit it's a short series, it's a two-game series, swept the Blue Jays. Go in the White Sox. They're the AL Central favorite. They were right behind us in World Series odds to start the year, if I'm not mistaken. Go in and we take three out of four of them. And we lose one on a walk-off, you know, that Chapman was shaky, and we we all know how that goes. So we're beating teams that we should be beating. We should have this record against the Orioles. We're, what 7-3, and three, something like that. We're getting a lot of these division games out of the way early against the Blue Jays, and we're winning them. The real test is going to be coming up. I think it's next week. We play the Rays in the trop. That's going to be a big test. If we can, if we can keep winning these games, we're supposed to win. I think we play the White Sox at home coming up, and maybe uh, some other. We play the shit.
0: Orioles again? Do we? So we yeah. play the White Sox, the it...
2: Orioles, and then the Rays. Is that what it goes? Yeah. So yep. if we can get out of here, win another series against the White Sox, take care of business against the Orioles. Then we're rolling into the Rays series with no pressure. I mean, theoretically, if we keep this up and they keep up their pace, then I'm, I'm obviously not saying we're going to win, you know, eight out of every ten, but against the competition we should. if you're winning series and you're beating the teams you're supposed to beat and we roll into that series against the Rays, you can theoretically get swept and still have a two-game lead in the division, which I know it's May or June at this point. But, yeah, the point, the point still stands. There's no pressure. Like there was last year, every game that you're playing against the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Red Sox last year, there's that added pressure because if you lose, you're dropping farther and farther behind. This year, we've built that lead. Like Rizzo said, you can't win a you can't win a division in May, but you sure as hell can lose it. Like the Red Sox are doing their best to try and lose it in May. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are doing their best to build that cushion to where you can have these off series or off games and you can be okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. sorry for the model <clears throat> no I, I totally agree um but yeah Sevi's incredible Sevy looked great he's back jmo mo looked okay we won the, we won the game so whatever he you know I'm not expecting the world out of him but you know he did his job Cole, Cole continuing got, to look what's that
0: he, he got Cole got hit a little bit Cole he got really smoked
1: asked. Cole did get a little smoke, but his stats, you know, you look at just the stats as an overview, like it looks like a good game, but he did get smoked a little bit.
0: Not a lot of, I don't know how many Ks he ended up with, but five. I know he did end up with five. Well, mm-hmm. he, he
1: didn't have one until the fourth deep. inning. Yeah.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. I didn't, I'm surprised it was five. It felt like less. Yeah. Watch it, just eye test.
1: So, I mean, this, this does though kind of, yeah, Chandler said it best um, weeks and weeks ago, like in the order, I think it was you or Luke. I don't know who said it though. Um, in order for Cole to be back, he needs to have that fuck you game against the Rays. And it's lining up to kind of that was come you who said. That. True. that was me. No, that was yeah. you, Chandler. No, that was that you. wasn't me. That I said Chandler, I said Cole 100% needs to you.
2: I said Cole needs to do it against the Rays. Show me you can do it against the Rays. Damon was the one who took it a step further to that. I need a fuck you start from them. It may think, have been Luke. I think I it was
1: know. real because I didn't say that. No, I'm not going to take credit I that.
2: Well, I, I think we all four said a different variation of the same thing, to be totally all honest. Right, anyway, we'll
1: give Riley credit because <laughs> he's not here. Um, anyway, the, it's gearing up to be that. Yeah. It's it's coming out as a perfect storm. It's true. Yeah. And he needs to follow through. He needs to do that. And, um, I mean, I think he can, obviously. it's Just a trot, thought, man. It's no, such a weird stadium.
0: It is. I think the biggest takeaway from this series is that for the first time since they've been together and healthy at the same time, judge and stanton are both
1: hot store steaming hot
0: like steaming hot yeah actually both of them at the same time we were saying this last year that they couldn't both be hot at the same time like the universe wouldn't allow it and here we are
2: to that point actually so they're both really hot this weekend obviously judge hit two home runs in the game stanton came in today hit a 400 in like 90 foot double off the fucking whatever you want to call that wall the wall's stupid as fuck. Uh, uh, You know what? I'm glad Luke's not here for this episode only because he actually thinks that wall in Camden Yards is a good thing. It looks dumb as fuck. But I wanted to talk about the... I wanted to talk about Boone. You know how he made those comments the other day like the create your own ballpark after Judge hit that thing? And people are... People were bitching about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to make fun of the Rangers guy for saying it's a Little League Park, whatever. I don't think that it's the same thing. Like, he's not talking – I don't think he was talking about the length. I think he's talking about how fucking ridiculous it looks. Like, if you ever made a ballpark in, like, MVP-06 college baseball, you would just have the weird, like, diagonals jetting out. That's what the new Camden Yards walls look
1: like. Was he, like, serious, though, about that comment, or was he, like, kind of being – He was laughing. Like, was he being ironic? Like? I think he's being ironic. Yeah, I think everyone took it a little too seriously when you said that. It's like, like, a fucking joke. It is a
2: joke. And we still won, and we're not bitching like, yeah, you know, that doesn't – we get walked off there or whatever. Like, the fucking Texas guy was actually complaining. Yeah. I think we were kind of just laughing it off because it uh, it looks fucking ridiculous, and they took a historic, like, nice ballpark and turned it into a
1: fucking joke. Yeah, it'd be different if it was like a – I mean, I don't know. I whatever. Don't know. Um, I just,
2: anyway. wanted to, I just wanted to clear the air about that because I don't think Boone meant it as, like, let me bitch about the ballpark. Yeah. I think it was more of just like a how ridiculous it looks rather than it being an unfair advantage. I mean, it's not an advantage of any sort. No, it's not an advantage to fucking anybody other than the
1: Orioles, so they don't lose. They don't get run ruled. They just lose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, Hicks. Sorry, not Hicks. Um, <laughs> no, that's. I was I was gonna bring up Hicks next, but Judge's Dan being hot at the same time. You know, it's great, but that's gonna lead me to my next point of people who are not hot. And um, it's starting to come a real discussion of what the fuck Aaron Hicks is doing. Um, the man just looks lost out there Um, throughout the, throughout the whole season. Not the whole season, but the, recently, he's just looked so lost. His last 13 games, he's two for 37. That's a point zero five four batting average. Two, That's not two good. Two doubles, 13 strikeouts over that span. Um, <laughs> and then in the last right. sorry, this season with score scoring position, he is batting 136 that's 3 for 22 and I don't know why we're so shocked because his career with bases loaded, he is a batting a whopping 127 in his career with bases loaded, so yes as Chandler has helped me out so much to bring this song up is Aaron Hicks. Yes, welcome to the sun. On the sun.
0: We got a vote.
1: The vote happens I mean, now. I mean, does anyone else want to make a case for... Everyone wants to talk about Aaron Hicks. What What's going on? What do you think he's doing? Like, he just looks like he you is can't, not... You can't make a case for him. He's fucking awful. And you know what? You know what? Here's the best part,
2: and I think this cements it, because we have two former players, albeit one as a dog shit commentator and Carlos Beltran we have two former players that would agree with us did you hear Cameron Mabin today when he loafed to that ball on center field Hicks did he got a a a bad read loafed to it it was the sack fly that scored the tying run and then Hicks being a fucking bum and being lazy ran over to the ball and just like padded his glove and like limp dick tossed it in and allowed the runner to get to second which eventually was the go ahead run that's being fucking lazy. And maybe I was like, yeah, man, you just can't do it. Like, have a sense of urgency, you know? Like, I know you're struggling at the plate. We all go through those spells, but you just can't let that bleed over into the field. Like, you need to have a sense of urgency when you're out there because that's costing your team runs. And he's dead fucking right. Because no. that shit can't happen. I said it a couple episodes, and I'll say it again. You can be shitty or not that great, but if you give effort, like, and, and I say Isaiah kind of fluff, but not because he's bad. He's actually been decent like he's he's average he's perfectly average but he hustles and he makes those plays that you don't make as an average player if you're not trying aaron hicks is right on that cusp of average to below average i would say he's probably below average i mean listen to his fucking stats but but he's also fucking lazy if if you're going to be on that line like i think we can all agree on this the 2022 yankees are very fun to watch they're exciting they hustle they do all the little things that we've been missing and that we've been bitching about for years. And the one outlier there is Aaron Hicks. He Aaron Hicks is the 2021 Yankees that's still just fucking nipping at their heels.
0: Got to trim the fat.
2: He's the fat. Send him to the fucking moon, dude. I'm tired of that. I mean, he's... I
0: think... Go ahead, Murph. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you go. No, so I, I was just going to say that, and I think I said this on the last episode too, is I could deal with him not hitting even not hitting in big situations because he gets on base and is a switch hitter. I can get by that if he was a plus fielder and he would have to be a very high plus fielder, which he's not even close. He's not, he's a minus fielder. He's our worst out. There's not a single outfielder that we can put out there. That's worse than him. Agreed. On our active roster. I would and rather, so, I
2: mean this wholeheartedly. I'd rather see Marvin Gonzalez out there on a daily would basis too. than him.
0: I would too.
1: Yeah. So what's I the alternative?
0: What are we doing though? Like, I just, he's going to be in the lineup.
1: Yeah. I never see that happening. That's the thing. It's just, it's, I
0: don't know. It, it's,
1: it's frustrating. It's frustrating because he did show like some signs of life early on in the season. And we were all like, Oh, Aaron Hicks, like he's going to be back to his old self. He's going to be, you know, chasing this 30, 30 season that he's been talking about. And he started off doing all right. And then he just loses it. And like, I don't know why, you know, I know we as a group have talked shit about him forever, but I just, it's kind of like a Gary Sanchez moment where he does one thing right and the whole fan base forgets about how bad he's been historically and he steals one base or he gets one hit or he walks and everyone's like, Oh, that's what Aaron Hicks is here for. And then we'll bleed him off. We'll bat him fifth. And then he comes up with uh, guys on base and he's. Three for twenty-two this season with guys on base, bases loaded, That's one out today, strikeout. Like you literally just put the ball in place. Like I don't care what you do, just fucking hit it somewhere. More to this point, also, and you know what? I uh, uh,
2: hats off to Aaron Boone. He's done a good job this year, especially after everybody wanted his head. Aaron Hicks cannot be batting fifth or sixth today. Whatever he, was. I think he was sixth. Aaron Hicks, mm-hmm. Aaron Hicks, no, get, Aaron Hicks can't be your six-hole hitter. Not in this lineup. This lineup's too deep. There's too many people in this lineup that are getting on base on a routine, uh, on a night after night basis. That you Not cannot well, have Aaron. You can't have Aaron Hicks batting six because he's got fucking runners on. If you want to, bat, if you want to play him, and you think that that's what you need to do, and you can somehow justify that, fine. But you cannot justify him hitting in the middle of that order. You can't oh, justify. It. There's no fucking him. reason.
0: You can a little bit because behind him was then IKF, Higgy, and Marwin.
2: Would, I would so rather where, take... So where else would you put him? I would rather take if guy on second one out, and I had my choice between IKF, Marwin. The only person there I wouldn't bat him over is Higgy. If I had the choice right now, as it sits, going into the game today on May 19th of IKF, uh, fucking Marwin Gonzalez or Aaron Hicks I would take IKF or Marwin Gonzalez a million times over than I would Aaron Hicks I, I would and I don't think that that's that crazy of a take that,
1: that's not even a hot take
0: no it's not uh, well I mean it's, I think I'd rather see him hit six and lead off though
1: here you know as so I'm thinking is like I think he should lead off or bat like eighth get the strikeout out of the way early that or he walks. It's, it's, it's going to be a strikeout or a walk at this point. I'm not, gonna say it's not, I'm not saying it's not going to change throughout the season, but as it stands right now, he's either going to walk or strike out or pop up. And I'd rather that happen as a first out or rather it happen later in the lineup because you don't want your go- your main guys to get on. And then, you know, six, batting six, fifth, like that's the guy who's going to be driving in runs when your main guys get on base if they don't clear ahead of time. So and then. Sorry, no, finish. No, my last thought was just going to be, like, I'd rather have a guy like IKF there who at least is going to – we know he's going to try and put the ball in play, regardless if he's going to get a double, a single, or just, you know, do a job, hit a ground ball, hit a – he's going to make contact. he's a better chance of making contact than Aaron Hicks at this point. One thing about IKF, do. too, before I pass
2: it over to Marv, sorry to interrupt you. I just cocked you really hard on that. But uh, you could pull up baseball savant. I know both of you guys have computers in front of you. But the thing about IKF in that situation, he puts the ball on the ground. Aaron Hicks does yeah. not do that. He pops up all the goddamn time, and when your barrel percentage, I saw this earlier, is 2%, you can't put the ball in the fucking air. That's a pop-up. That's
0: IKF, too, also 2%. And look at the difference in yeah, but hitting with that it, 2%. Cause exactly, because he puts, cause it puts it
2: on the fucking ground. That's what another reason that, I mean, that just proves the point that we're all getting at here is that Aaron Hicks just cannot be up in those situations. If you want to play him because you're scared to make your $10 million guy a bench bat, so fucking be it, but... Don't bat him six. He needs to be batting ninth. That's the only place in the lineup for him.
0: So that's what I was going to jump in and say was, I think he, the only place you can hit him, except for maybe six, whatever, is I think he should be hitting ninth. And here's why. Because out of the guys who don't hit for a high average and don't have a high WRC plus middle of the lineup guys, he gets on base the most. So if he's hitting ninth, then theoretically he, you know, he gets on base way more than Trevino, way more than Higgy. Way more than Mar- Marwin, and I would say probably pretty close to IKF. And so, if you want him to come up and get his walk before the leadoff comes around, fine. And I think that's the only way he fits in the lineup.
2: I think the only way, just to kind of put this all on a bow, so we don't. I mean, because there's there's a lot of good. There's a lot, I, and that's coming from me. There's a lot of good on this team, but to put a bow on this conversation of all the negative shit and the Aaron Hicks talk and everything like that. The only way that this team is a true contender is if Aaron Hicks is not starting. Aaron Judge needs to be the everyday center field. I mean, maybe not throughout the season. It's a long season. You can't play Aaron Judge in center field every day. I get that whatever. I think he can, but you know what? Whatever. You don't want to do that every day. That's fine. Come October, Aaron Judge needs to be playing center field every day and you need to go out and you need I we're getting to that point. I think June It's about a week away. We're getting to the point now where you can start talking about trades. I think that is the absolute must get. Show me that you care and you're serious about winning a world series. Go get an Andrew Benatendi. Go get one of those guys and you put judge in center field and you put a Benatendi in left and you roll out John Carlos standing right, or you roll out Gallo or whatever you need to do. Aaron Hicks cannot be that guy. When you're heading into October in a do-or-die game, you cannot have Aaron Hicks playing center field and batting six. That, that, it can't happen.
0: Let me give you a name. Okay. And Throw it I thought out of there. this today because he happened to hit a walk-off home run against us. Anthony Pete Alonzo.
1: Sanded. Oh.
0: <laughs> today. <laughs> Pete Alonso. He had a walk-off home run he's today. On, he's on, on the Orioles.
1: not playing left <laughs> field for
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> what would what'd, what'd you say, Murph?
0: An- Anthony Santander, switch hitter.
2: Yankee killer. The
0: Orioles, Probably not going to be that high of a price tag compared to some other guys. If you want that rental, I don't know what his contract situation is. Team control. I don't even know how old he is, but <laughs> like, I mean, he's good enough.
2: Yeah. Anything's that's the thing. The bar is set so low right now that anything is an upgrade. Go get a young ish guy that can be provide some sort of consistency at the plate and you're upgrading Like, I'm not asking for the fucking moon and the stars here. I don't need you to go out and get a Mookie Betts. I don't need you to go out and get Brian Reynolds. If you want to seriously contend in October, you need a marginal upgrade over Aaron Hicks. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not expecting them to mortgage the entire future and go get a superstar. Obviously, you know, there's the rumors of Juan Soto, whatever. I don't expect that to happen. But, like, if that was a real possibility, then you mortgage the future and you go get a guy like that. But I'm not, like... You don't need a superstar. You need another IKF. You know, and I shit on the guy, but you need another guy like that, and you need him to fill that center field role.
1: I mean, dude, I mean, if this season's tell you anything, it's that those role players are so important. Yeah. Like, you don't need these big-name home run guys, and, like, that's literally the biggest change from this year to last year, and look where we are right now. It's it, We need those role guys, and Hicks was supposed to be a role guy like that. Get on base, be a plus fielder. And he's neither of those right now.
2: Look at 2019, the next man up team. All we had was role players. And that team won the division, but pretty handedly. And 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 we made a good run. We made a good run. They were exciting. They were fun.
1: That's that's what we're having again this year. But I think we're a little better. Yeah, and guess, you know why? Because guess what? Aaron Judge and Stan are bashing the baseball. and They're getting all the RBIs. Like That's what the team is built around. And it's a shocker that's working because they're both fucking playing, and the yep. world guys are coming in. Like, what a fucking concept!
0: One of, one of them's leading the league in home runs, and the other is one RBI behind the lead. For
1: yeah, like that's what it should be. That's what we signed up for, and I'm so happy about that. But you know like, what we never addressed while we're on this thing of the
2: big, our big like basher guys? Yeah. Did you guys see Brian Kenny's rant on MLB Network? No. Oh my god, you didn't? He no. spent so the other day at this point. Uh, I, I shit you not, at this point, Stanton was hitting over 300. He was one home run behind the lead in major leagues, and Brian Kenny went on a five- to six-minute rant on MLB Network about how Stanton's a cancer to the Yankees and how he can't do it in the postseason, how if the Yankees could redo it, they wouldn't get him. And, whatever.
0: He almost hit three home runs against the
2: Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's terrible. Like, not, not Stanton. Brian Kenny. that is the worst take I've ever heard. Somebody was like, yeah, he must have, like, fucked Brian Kenny's wife or something because there's just no he's way. Literally, because, I mean, and he's like, he can't get it done in the postseason. The dude's got, like, a 1-1 one, one OPS and not .11. Wasn't he
0: the best player? I know it was a short postseason last year, but is my mind mistaking me that he wasn't the best player? You remember
2: 2020 when he season? hit six home runs in six games in the postseason? Yeah. I mean, Six straight I, games with a home run? Th- fuck that's, off. That's just dude. a misinformed take. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And Brian Kinney, I actually like Brian Kinney. Like, he has some decent insight about baseball but like he's got to have some personal vendetta against it like yeah. I, I mean that is just that was a horrible you should lose your job for that if yeah. you can say that on national tv you should lose your job
1: yeah all right let's we'll bring it back to the original conversation sorry, sorry
2: um that needed to be addressed though
1: no no we we took a little uh, tangent there but back to the original conversation um aaron hicks bad to the sun all in favor
0: so far to the sun. i aye.
1: Aye. aye. And we have an I from Rella uh, before the, the episode started. He so. mailed in an absentee ballot. Aaron Hicks, officially on the sun. and um, Julio, looking forward to your graphics. Yeah, sole member of the sun, if not mistaken, right? He,
2: he is. There's sole some member. other guys knocking on the door. Not really knocking on the door, but, you know, their names yeah. will start to be floating around in the stratosphere if they keep it up. Yeah. <clears throat> Lucas Licky.
1: Yeah. Um, you know. But, uh, yeah, Aaron Hicks on the Sun officially um, bound to happen. And uh, we'll see if anything happens where he can make it off in the near future. But a lot, it, it a, a, lot a lot, needs to happen because Aaron Hicks has been knocking on, on the door of the Sun for quite some time in his career. And this might just be where he, he ends. <laughs> but only time will tell with that. Um, I want to talk about um, Trevino a little bit. I feel like okay. he doesn't get enough love Recently, and I want to bring up the catcher conversation, and if there is one, and do you think we should keep doing what we're doing right now? Do you think Trevino should get some more playing time? Um, you know, they're him and Higashioka. Their hitting stats are not. I mean, they're different. I mean, Higgy's batting 169 he He's got five RBIs. Um, <laughs> he's on base oh. percentage is 227. And Trevino's batting 204, six RBIs on bases, 259. You know, it's not an incredible difference. But do you guys think that there should be some sort of shift in the amount of times that they're playing? Or do you think, you know, it should just kind of stay as is and don't fix it if it ain't broke?
0: Not yet. I don't think they need to switch it up too much yet. Um, I think they're they're going at about a 50-50 clip. Man, that's what they said they were going to do in the season. And if one was doing way better than the other, sure. I am a little bit more excited when Trevino's in the lineup. I'll admit that. But, yep. you know.
2: The thing is, like, with Trevino, we're all excited about his defense. But we, like, Higgy's still a very good defender. And the I will say this, for right or wrong, whatever reason, whatever Higgy's up to bat, there's was a little bit of confidence in me every time he's up there. And it's not because he's a great hitter. He's not historically a great hitter. I mean, we can look at my hot take before the season. It's a hot take for a reason. I know I'm a fucking moron, whatever, but I said he was going to hit 25 home runs. He was coming off the best spring training since like fucking Chris Bryant when he got <laughs> made the major league team and one rookie of the year. But I, I mean, he's, he's got that kind of pop enough to where he's not Gary Sanchez where yes, Gary Sanchez has pop. And, we were, and I'm not bringing that up just to shit on Gary Sanchez, but Gary Sanchez was this highly touted guy that was supposed to be the baby bomber, whatever. He's dog shit defensively, dog shit offensively with pop. Gary, or Higgy is good defensively. He's not great offensively, but he has pop. And that's, you know what, that's a... We all knew that going into it. Nobody has high expectations. And fair or not expectations play a role in what you feel about a guy and how you feel about him when he comes up, up to the plate Higgy. I don't expect anything, but it doesn't shock me when he does well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here's here's the thing though. Um, but 50, 50 is fair. Let me just throw that out there. Could, to answer your original question, 50, 50 is more than fair. Yeah. I mean, I would even lean more towards Trevino if I had, if gun to my head, if I had to pick one or the other, like, but sorry,
1: no, I agree with that. one hundred Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's room for change right now. They're both not doing amazing. They're both kind of just doing whatever. Um the one thing I will say about about Trevino is that situationally, he is I feel better with him up than Higgy cuz Higgy's just like a power swinging like double or home run kind of guy. I don't think he's caught hold of one this year so far. No, no, he's no. Got no. He has, we have one he home run from name. the yeah, catcher spot. No, no, no home runs. Well,
0: you know what? This is what we asked for.
1: I know. It, not, it I is. must say we were expected a lot, but um, except for Chandler, Jenner, because Chandler's hot take was that he would have 25 home runs this year, and that's I not wasn't expecting happen. it. So <laughs> that's, that, that's a happen. hot
2: take. That, there's a reason it's a hot take. It's <laughs> like, not gonna some, happen. No, um, that
0: would have been amazing. But, that would have been wild. Well, I mean, look at how much you know. It really proves how defensively the catcher position matters so much more. I mean, granted, Gary Sanchez really wasn't that good offensively when it came down to it in the last couple of years, but. we're winning this many games and our pitching especially has been really well. And Oh wow. What a coincidence. We have good defensive catcher every single day. It's
2: something that I've pointed out in the past and I'll take to my grave is the biggest part of a catcher and it's not, It's not offensive. It's not defensive. It's not measured on a stat sheet. It's calling the game on a day-to-day basis. When you watch Gary Sanchez and that entire pitching staff, there's a reason that Garrett Cole and Jamison Tyone and Corey Kluber, another veteran who's done it at the biggest level, don't throw to Gary Sanchez. It's not because he can't catch, and it's not because he doesn't block up a ball. It's because he doesn't know how to call a fucking game. That's the biggest measure, and that's the biggest difference. There's a reason our pitching staff, I think when Gary Sanchez was here, our pitching staff was a whole run lower in ERA, small sample size. But now that we're seeing a whole year of it, I think that just – I mean, that just – that's the nail in the fucking coffin that Gary Sanchez doesn't know how to call a game. And you know what? Fine. He can go to the Twins. He can hit home runs out of the DH spot. He can do whatever. I don't care. This isn't to bash Gary Sanchez. I'm just saying that's the difference that we don't see – when you are platooning Gary and you're platooning Higgy, you don't see that on the stat sheet of calling a baseball game. But again, that's why the veteran guys, the Corey Klubers, the Garrett Coles, of the world opt for Kyle Higashioka last year is because he knows how to call a game, Gary Sanchez. And you can see that it doesn't take a genius to see it. You know, Gary Sanchez is calling the wrong pitch at the wrong time, and the pitchers are frustrated with him. You don't see that anymore. There's no, there's not as many shakeoffs this year. There's a lot of – there's good chemistry between the pitchers and Trevino and Higgy, both of them, and the, there's no shakeoffs. They're sticking to their game plan. They know what they're doing, and it's working. And, I mean, and that's that's the biggest testament you can have to, this, to the catching rotation.
0: And you know what else makes it work is that – It's a healthy competition between the two of them, at least according to what they were talking about on the broadcast. I think on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, they were talking about how the competition between Higgy and Trevino isn't, you know, malicious in any way. It seems like a healthy competition. Apparently, they're really close in the clubhouse, that kind of thing, which I think goes a long way in them. I mean, not that either of them are really hitting that well, but. I feel like that could cause a clubhouse rift. If you're splitting catcher 50, 50, there's probably not another team in baseball. that's doing that, but yeah, but I mean,
1: it's, you know, not a lot of our teams have two defensive catchers that they can rely on. And Absolutely, we, we do. And that's, that's a huge plus. Um, And, you know, I thought it was interesting. Um, Can
2: I ask you one thing real quick about uh, Aaron Hicks that I didn't (laughs) No, Well, it's not to shit on him. This is something I just didn't get to bring up because we moved to the catcher thing. It's quick. Yes or no. Doesn't doesn't take anything. Is Aaron Hicks the starting center fielder next year? Do you think do you think his time as a Yankee is coming to an end? Fucking hope so. I didn't want
1: him on center I, field, but legitimately,
2: this year. do you th- do you think that it's coming to an end sooner rather than if he keeps this up? I I just can't see a world where he's the center fielder going forward. No, I, no way. I I you have too much depth in the minors. There's too many better options elsewhere. Yeah. You have it, Aaron Judge. I don't know. I don't know. Just my just something I want to bring up. Dude, I don't know. I, I, I
0: don't know. I don't know if Florial or. Lock or anybody's going to be coming up to play center.
1: Whoa. Um, I, them, the I don't know. I'm, I think Florial could, though. florial has been improving literally every single year in the minors, and, like, he's still just, like, this young kid who comes up every once in a while, but he has a lot of fucking potential to be good. I don't know if he's, like, starting center fielder good yet, every day starting center fielder, but I'd rather have him out there than fucking Hicks at the moment.
0: I, I would, too. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see it. I don't think it would happen because they're paying Hicks $10 million. Unless Hicks... It's like not that much, though. It's really not a lot.
1: It's like, what does he only know. have, like
0: three years, maybe?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think that, um, I mean, obviously that contract's a whole different conversation, but I don't think he will be next year. I didn't think he, I mean, I really didn't want him to be this year. I, we said that before the second season started, it was that we didn't want him to be the center fielder at all. So, yeah, I think his time is well overdue. Um, I hope he surprises us. I think that we had. Low expectations coming in, but we had Not high hopes. low.
2: He's four for his last 41.
1: Yeah, this is bad. Um, So that's why he's on the Sun. That's why his episode's called Aaron Hicks is lost. Because he just looks lost out there in all aspects of the game. Give in me Brandon Lockridge. I'm taking Iguodala. I'm taking On site, we
0: should have put every dollar we had into Sasaki. Suzuki.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's was, he's incredible. We were
0: in the conversation, right? We just didn't want to. Pay
1: who knows, man? Yeah, we're we're knows. kicking the tires on everybody. We're in the conversation right? with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just to shut this, just to shut us up.
2: Speaking of which, real quick, touch on this. I just got a notification right before we press record that we are um, one of the suit. Let me look at the exact verbiage, but it was about Frankie Montas, and it was Montas linked to many teams. Yankees among the teams interested in the A starter. Interesting question. I don't think it's going to happen, because I don't think Cashman has the nuts to do it. You can praise Cashman all you want. The, this team isn't good because of Brian Cashman. Um, yeah, he just took a shot and had no, he, ended up This working. is his, like, ninth lineup in a row where he just threw shit at a dark and it happened to work out. But if Montas were to come over here, one, good for my fantasy team, and two, who does he take over in the rotation? j No way!
0: Uh...
2: Who, who do you think?
0: I was going to say maybe Montgomery. That's what I, that's I was going to say.
2: Jamo's good. So is Montgomery? I don't, I don't know. know. That's what I'm saying. That's I just it's a legitimate question where I cuz there's no there's no right answer. Like I'm not shitting on Montgomery. He's an amazing starting pitcher. Like he is a solid
1: He's a you know okay two, you know solid 3 get, on every team in Major League Baseball. You know what you're going to get out of him. And that's why I'd say uh Jamo
2: but Montas.
1: Is, no, I'm. I'm just saying, Jamel's like. I, I think feel they would like go to a six-man rotation. He's been a little more inconsistent. I don't know. It's, I, t- it's a tough question. I else? don't. I don't know.
0: You know who else we were linked to while we're on the uh, conversation of deadline already, um, and we were talking about potential center fielders is Brian Reynolds.
1: He just signed I, an extension with the Pirates.
0: He did sign an extension.
1: Yeah, but what does that mean? Look at Arenado.
0: True. well now well there was also something i read about uh the nationals giving up on soto because they can't sign him either they just said uh, did give up on it him.
2: came out today too that that's smoke not fire
1: yeah mm-hmm. anyway um yeah i mean it's real conversation if that ever happens but i think that you know if i'm brian cashman i think that obviously the the center fielder position is has been a hole we that was never a you know a Something that was a hidden issue, like it was a glaring issue in our face when the season started. Um, but if we're going to go another person, like I think that there's no, sh- there's no shame in just boosting up our relievers even more because you look at what's been going on so far. Um, Chad Green went down today. He looks like he's going to be out for the season. I'm not. Don't quote me on that at all. But it didn't look good. Whenever you forearm
2: qu- tightness means yeah. Tommy. Like, like
1: whenever you call, whenever you call a trainer. To the mound to come help you out, and you say it's forearm tightness. It's never a good sign. Nine out of ten times, it's Tommy. John. Especially because he just did a pickoff move, and like that probably tweaked something in a yeah. weird way, and like not a good sign. I don't have any real expectations for him to come back. Um, it's not like he was the. It's not like he was like our star reliever. So you know, I hope Question. he's okay, but it wasn't the biggest blow to the bullpen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not rooting for injury for the guy, yeah, but, but he. I mean, the that's just a fact of the matter. That he wasn't good.
1: Yeah, yeah. what are you gonna say, Murph?
0: Do we think that that might have been something that's been building up for a bit? And that's why he's dramatically lost velocity on his fastball and overall effectiveness. If that's been building up for
2: a bit. It's been building up for like two and a half years. So <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that's a good, it's a good point though. I mean, I thought about it. it so that was my this initial year, thought.
0: Look, he looks different than other times. He that
2: should. was my initial thought too, was like, man, maybe, maybe this is why he sucks and maybe I should back off. And I was like, wait a minute. No, he sucked last year. He's been bad for a while. Which, you know, I'm not trying to kick a fucking horse, like, kick a guy while he's down, beat a dead horse. There we go. I mixed two of those together, whatever. But Kick, kick a horse but, while Yeah, I'm not down. trying to kick a horse or anything, but, <laughs> I mean. I'm not
0: trying to kick a dead man. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's,
2: uh, he hasn't been good in a while, and even when he was good, he had spurts where he was really bad. And, I mean, twenty is recent as 2019, he got sent to the fucking minor leagues as, like, a 26-year-old. Well, I mean, it's yeah. just, This isn't news.
0: Velocity, though, he was. It's because he's bad. Find it. He couldn't find it. Then he came back and he was dominant again. And he was throwing it 98 miles an hour with life, and now he's throwing it 94 with no life. So that's what I'm saying. But he was throwing it 94 with no
2: life last year too. That's the thing.
1: And, And if it has, then it's been a thing for a while. I mean, he's what 30 years old now. Well, also, I mean, it's it's also supports your. I mean, I'm not a doctor by any means. I think this is how the body works, but um. Like the fact that it was just the pickoff move, like it kind of seems like it was something that's been building up for a while and just like one one wrong motion in a weird direction just kind of like tweaks something. Is that how science works? I don't know. But it sounds good in my head. So I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, so who comes up? Well we got Zach, we got the Lord and Savior Zach Britton coming back. Stop
2: that. Don't even Jeez. mention the Z word on my fucking on my couch. It's my couch right now when you mention that fucking name. <laughs> no
1: <laughs> don't bet you today we talk about him <sighs> um yeah Zach Britton's just another guy who's just been uh you know on and off injury he's been a little inconsistent um don't really know what we're gonna get out of him field of dreams You just we just don't know what to expect it's not like a Seve coming back where we're all just like juiced up and excited to come out he's gonna dominate like Zach Britton is you I know, thought Zach Britton was legitimately like I thought his career was over I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Like, he's not – I'm not looking – I'm not juiced up that he's coming back. Like, I, I like the depth in the in the bullpen. I like that he's lefty, but I haven't really seen that much from him where I'm genuinely excited for him to come in. I think that, you know, bringing him in and Chaggering coming out, it's like, what are you really giving up and what are you really gaining? Like, it's pretty much just switching sides. You're giving of, walks instead of hits. Yeah, basically. So – I don't know. I'm curious to see how Bring does, but that's kind of who's going to fill his role for the time being. I mean, I think we – I don't know when he comes back. He comes back in a few weeks, right? I don't know. They said he was throwing <laughs> he at 120
2: it. feet, <laughs> and he's going to start throwing bullpen. So, I mean, it could be a month. It could be two. Who? It doesn't – I don't really know. When they said he was coming back in the bullpen, I thought they meant he was throwing bullpens, not actually going to the bullpen. I, I don't know. It is what it is, but I think in the, the short term, I mean – Look at who you have in the minors. Like Heel would have been the clear cut choice, but he's he's hurt Heal's now. Got, he's going to get TJ, right? Uh, not confirmed, but he left the game, called the trainer over with forearm tightness. Like he couldn't throw anymore. It was the forearm. So,
1: I, I mean I, that that's really the, that's a real tough uh, blow.
0: <clears throat> the optimistic answer for Zach Britton is late August, early September. So we're not seeing. Oh, him okay, so.
1: Soon. Forget everything we just said about replacing him because he is not <laughs> going to be that replacement. But
0: so it sounds like it's going to be Sears or. Because correct me if I'm wrong. Ralph but, um, Macchio, Clark 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 on the active roster. Clark right Schmitz
2: up. You know, dark horse yeah. candidate Ken Waldachuk
0: No, nah, he. I don't. I don't think he's on the forty man.
2: Waldachuk I don't
0: think so. No
2: way. He just got called to AAA. I, I, I'm gonna I I don't I, think so. send dark horse. Dark horse candidate. Or you could see. You know, Clark's kind of take that role full time and then they bring up another bat. That's the only and, and I, I think I, mean, I don't they, they that like wouldn't surprise me. though. Yeah, but that wouldn't surprise me once we get out of this stretch of 26 games in 25 days, and they finally get an off day and they can reset and everything. It wouldn't surprise me if you see a rotation of like a Sears, a Ralph Macchio, and then like a bat, and they're all just kind of based on what they need, I guess there's that new minor league rule where they have to be up and down for 10 days, but you know what I mean? Like there's, I feel like who whoever this person is, that's going to take his spot. I don't think it's necessarily a guaranteed role. I think we're just going to see three to five role players that are kind of just shipped back and forth.
1: Yep. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm sure we're going to see a bunch of just like weird m- moves up and down from the minor leagues the next few weeks as we kind of try and figure out who's going to be the next bullpen arm coming up with Chad Green out for the indefinite future. Um, yeah, I mean, other bullpen stuff. Uh, my hot take is doing phenomenal so far. My hot take beginning of the season was that um, Clay Holmes is going to be the number two guy of the bullpen. Looking like number Clear one guy right. in the bullpen. I don't know. Do you see that
2: list of people that have had the same start of him in their career? It was like Mariano Rivera and
1: some other Hall of Famer. No, that's a good start. I it's mean, not bad. Some would say better than most. Clay Holmes is disgusting. And, He's uh, so it
0: good. Eight, 18 scoreless, right, streak?
2: Something like – he has not given up a run since opening day.
0: I think it's 18 innings and in 16 games or something.
1: He's thrown 19.2. 19.
0: So, I believe. There yeah, you go.
1: Yeah, so my hot take is doing incredible. Um, What was your hot take, Murph? I forget. Oh, it's not. We're we're doing a little check-in of our hot takes this episode. It was
0: contingent on us being fourth or worse in the division, which obviously not. It's basically the exact same thing that's happening with the Red Sox with Bogarts. I thought that was going to happen to Judge, is that we were if we're in fourth of the deadline, we're going to trade Judge, and now the Red Sox are in fourth, and they're looking like they're going to trade Bogarts.
1: Yeah. Judge is definitely uh, <laughs> never been, in a different never situation so than Bogart's at wrong. the moment.
2: I had two, and if you just want to go ahead and get this out of the way, of shitting on me. One was that lewisaga was going to start splitting closes, which that's not that bad, but it's still not great. And then the other one was that Higgy was going to hit 25 home runs, and there's just as good of a chance of me doing that as him. We both have the same amount right now, so <laughs> not looking well, great. lewisaga
0: doesn't have the worst ERA anymore.
2: Yeah, Sna- snaps to Lucas Lickie. <laughs> the spark that was a
1: six three six eight something like that.
0: Six yeah. something.
1: Um, all right, to well, get into some rounding thirds. Uh, hot takes. Sure. That I, everyone graciously sent in to us so we can uh, take a look at.
2: <laughs> graciously. So. Yeah, there was one that I wanted to address first because I think this was probably the most likely. Um, Chad Green gets arrested for homicide. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, what
2: <laughs> no Next. okay uh, Garrett Cole's
1: contract makes me a little uneasy I mean mm, I mean I see I see the uh, and that's a hot take cause just because like you know he's been pitching mediocre for the past few games but it's still Garrett Cole like I'm not worried about it. he's still he's still our guy for the foreseeable future and we're building team out team off of
0: I'm not worried about him because he's
2: still throwing 100 and dotting.
0: I'm not worried. Yeah, he's he's not the best pitcher in baseball right now. That's fine. Can't expect that for his entire contract. I think I'd be more worried about his contract if the Yankees weren't doing well right now. Like if the prime of his contract career. Yeah, it's like it's nice that
1: I think it's like it's funny because I think this is one of the few. This is probably the only year really where in recent memory, I'm like, we're not relying on the ace to pitch every fifth day. It's like we have some amazing arms, and when Garrett Cole pitches, it's just a plus. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we talked about this last episode and episode before that. It's just like whenever a guy comes up to pitch, it's like I'm excited to watch him. I am encouraged that he's going to do well. And then when Garrett Cole pitches, it's just like this extra added plus that we're that like he's our ace and he, we're going to win this ball game. So, no, I, uh, I I disagree with that one a little bit. I would agree. Um, agree with you. Not him. I, uh, same
0: page.
1: Florio gets
2: called up and takes Hicks's job and he's the next big Yankee.
1: I mean, that goes back to what we were just talking about. I think that, uh, can it happen? Yes. I think that Hicks needs to continue to be terrible for like, a, like a, a month straight still. <laughs> and then like, Maybe we have a counter. I don't even know if if is gonna be like that next guy we go after, or if we're gonna try a trade for somebody. Or there's also a guy named Brandon Lockridge. In Brandon there. Lockridge, friend of the pod, might might join the join the squad. So I would love to see it happen. I don't know if it. I don't know if it will. Marv, what do you think?
0: I same as I said earlier in the episode. I think that the Yankees are gonna need to make a move at the deadline, and I think center fielder is the glaring move to try to make if there's somebody available or just another outfielder in general and have judge slide over uh obviously Montas would be pretty cool too but i think most likely it's not going to go directly from hicks to Florial. i think somebody's going to be in between.
2: I agree. yeah the yankees will trade a role as chapman and will
1: end up regretting it
0: <laughs> i don't think anybody's of like is going to want to take his contract
1: yeah so. i mean it's a terrible contract and he's I don't know. I mean, statistically, he's been doing fine, but if you ever watched the games, in which everyone who's listening is probably watching the games, he's not been doing great. He's a he's a very stressful person to watch, and I think that his save numbers are misleading to the rest of the league so far. I think we all think that way.
0: And, it, yeah, I've never thought that ERA mattered less than I do right now. Because yeah. His ERA, his ERA, era is not free. even
1: good
2: for a closer.
0: It was like, I mean. It's like 2-8 anything under three is still pretty good. And it, yeah. it for like for a be, closer? It looks like it 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 looks like it should be
1: five. Uh, I, I
0: agree it's not great for a closer, but it look, it seems yeah. way higher. Like, 2.8 is much higher than I would have. If,
1: if one or two hits fell down, that, that the ERA is like a, out of 12. If Michael King
2: doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist, that ERA is double yeah, digits. Exactly. Also right. true. Gallo is heating up 30-plus home runs this season.
1: I, I mean, agree with that. yeah, it could happen. I mean we never signed Gallo to be a contact hitting guy. You know, it's funny when he had, he's interviewed the other day and he was like, I'm so envious of like guys like DJ who just hit the ball all the time. Did you see that?
2: No, I didn't, but uh, he's funny. He's very honest about not hitting.
1: Yeah. He was, he was just like, he was like, I'm so envious of DJ. He like, he just fucking hits the ball all the time. And I wish I could do that. But like, I'm just playing with the cards that I was dealt with. I'm a, con- I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> not con- I'm a power hitting guy. I get on base. That's what I'm going to do. And, and like, that's. What we expect out of him, we didn't expect him to hit 250. Like he's gonna hit low 200s, hit a couple bombs, get on base, and that's his game. And you know if that's what he does, and that's what he does, and if he does his job, then I'm I'm happy with it. It's Guy, just, it it is it run. is frustrating to watch though.
0: 50 home runs before 50 singles. I don't know what you're expecting.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely frustrating to watch though because he just strikes out a ton, but an outs and out, and you know. It is what it is.
2: I'll wrap up uh, the, the rounding thirds with this. The Yankees are going to face the Houston Astros in the ALCS rematch and show them what it's like to not play without trash cans. I'm assuming that means we're going to win, make the World Series.
1: I really don't want to play the Astros. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't either.
0: <laughs> Mostly just, because
1: if we lose, it's going to be a terrible. I wouldn't hear the end of it. No, it would be the worst time of my life.
0: That, I think that's about the worst case scenario losing to the Astros. You know, I I
1: honestly I don't even want to fucking beat them. I don't even want to play them. Like just to, I I'd rather not play them at all than to play them and for a chance to like prove that we're like better and you know, we need to like I don't know what the word is, but um whatever that may be. I need like I don't I don't want to take that risk cuz that's just a terrible look if we lose to them no, we I, If we
2: lose to the Astros now, especially with all the media like talking shit between their owner, uh, oh, you know you know Cashman what happens
1: and all that. I don't want to hear that. What's going to happen is like, if we lose, then everyone's like, Oh, I told you like, we could beat you without trash cans. Then everyone starts to like say that the 27, or not 20, not 27, uh, had a long day today, 2017. Yeah. That'd be yeah. That, that that'd year. Out. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, we, we beat you. We beat you guys anyway. Like I'll two of deserve that MVP anyway. Like it doesn't really matter. Trash cans don't really help. And then we have a whole conversation about that. And then, Never hear the end of it. Totally um,
2: agree. Let me ask you this before we wrap up, because yeah. we're kind of winding down. I saw this on Twitter the other day, and I don't know who it was. So if you're a listener to the show and I didn't give you credit, then sorry. But uh, Domingo Herman, what do what you <laughs> what about him? What do you do when he comes back? Because he's, I, back. I mean, he's obviously a major league caliber player, but off field issues plus our entire pen and starting rotation is dominating outside of Lucas Lickie. Like what do you do? I mean, if he, if he's back sooner rather than later, which I think he's on the 60 day DL, he's not even eligible for another 20 games, but I mean, does he, does he slot in? If Chad green worst case scenario, he leaves a forearm tightness. This isn't me being negative. I mean, forearm tightness, like we said, typically leads to Tommy John. If that's the case and Domingo Herman comes back, is that is that an option? What I, is? I don't know. That's basically that's why I just said Domingo Armand. What do you? I completely forgot he existed until I saw that.
0: He seems like he's coming back soon. I don't,
2: I don't know, know what where you do. He uh,
0: like yeah, I mean, who do you bump? Nobody in their starting rotation right now.
2: No, he would be a bullpen arm.
0: So licky.
2: No, you don't need to bump anybody. That's the thing because uh, that's what I'm saying. Assuming the worst.
0: Oh, I forgot Chad Green got hurt.
2: Yeah, I'm. But but I mean, if Chad Green's not hurt, then you're back into this situation. And I, I mean, I, I would bump Licky for Domingo Herman.
0: So from a pure baseball
2: admit, standpoint, yeah, he provides a lot more value out of that pen than Lucas Licky. Pure baseball. It's not my job to talk about anything else. Just saying, if push comes to shove and we need a pitcher come October, I trust Domingo Herman much more than I trust Lucas Licky.
0: We have two other lefties in the bullpen too.
1: It's true. Wandy's a beast. Wandy's been a lot better than he has been recently. I don't
2: appreciate the fucking Wandy slander on here from a one Mister Luke Rella. I slander him too. I'll say it. Yeah, all you, all you guys. I'm the only one that backs up
0: Wandy. I don't. I don't. I don't slander him.
1: Murph, I I, I, I did. Wandi. I did last episode or whenever that was. Wandy's fantastic.
0: I, I mean, I, yeah, he's way better. He and Clay Holmes both. Same time. Didn't know who either of them were. And last year, Wandy looked pretty good. So ever since then, he's had a warm place in my heart. Ever
2: since he got and off the until sun. Until
0: his ERA goes over. I, I was not on that episode. I remember because I was upset that he made the sun. But. It was well-deserved. Uh, I, I know. But.
2: He had like a 70 ERA when he got sent to the sun.
1: All right. I think that wraps it up for us. Um, if you're still listening now, then obviously you're a real one. So, uh, Subscribe to the uh, the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Bronx Pin is the YouTube page. If you're not in our Yankees group chat so far, I don't know what you're doing. It's a great time. It's a it great. Gets me time. through work, honestly. We you know we have a, about 400 people in this group chat right now. We talk about betting. We talk about baseball. We have a live game day group chat. It's a ton of fun. We're all in there. We're all hanging out. Um, it's in the chalkboard app. Link is in the bio of the podcast, it's in the bio of the YouTube page it's in our bio and our social medias. Just click that. It takes you right to our page. Join in, talk some shit, hang out with us. It's a ton of fun. Um side note yeah. on that too. There's a little incentive. There's the Air Judge jersey giveaway.
2: You, it's true. If you go and I think it's what is it? There's a retweet. If you'll find it on our page, yeah. Retweet that. Join the chalkboard. You are entered to win that. So who doesn't want an MVP's jersey?
1: Yeah, if you're in the drop bar group chat, we're doing a giveaway for anyone in that group chat. So if you're in there, then you're automatically um, in consideration for that. If you're not already, join it right now while you're listening to me ramble on about this. It's also just a lot of fun. Um, We have good times in there. Um, But yeah, let's go Yanks and uh, we'll catch you guys later.
0: It's raining, I suppose you need a ride She said
1: I've got nothing to do There's a place down the road where we can waste the whole afternoon. I overheard that she was 19, she's got a fake ID and a nose ring. Those kind of girls tend to know things thing, better than I do. And I'm dying to figure out what she's hiding, just playing it cool but she's lying better than i do
0: Mm